Welcome back to Brought Together by Words with Ms. Fisher and Mr. Von Evers' classes collaborating for our final episode of the season. Today is a special episode. We will be finishing the book and also interviewing a survivor of Hurricane Katrina, Dominic Fontana. Hi, I'm Dylan. Um, how old were you and how are you? And how old are you now, and how old are you when Hurricane Katrina happened? Um, I'm 23 now. I'll be 24 in like three months. And I was eight years old when Katrina happened. Eight. We were trying to do the math of how old you were now versus when it happened, and we were not successful. It so was you were so eight. Hard. Okay. Yeah, I was eight. Great. So two years younger than these guys with us. Okay. Did your family survive Hurricane Katrina? Yes, yes, my family did. Um, yeah, we're all okay. Do you remember what the day, uh, what the day was like when Hurricane Katrina happened, and can you describe it to us? Um, yeah, sure. So I was actually not in New Orleans. Um, we had to evacuate, so like we had to leave the city just to be safe, you know. And I was with my dad in his hometown, which is like very far north in Louisiana. It's like two two or three hours away from New Orleans. And I actually had to enroll in another school because I was out of school for such a long time that they had to put me in another school in a different part of the state. And I was sitting in class in like world geography or something like that. And we were watching it on the news um, because it had like just hit and the city and the levee had broken and the city was flooding and stuff. So I was just watching it on the news, and that's honestly all I really remember about that day. Because I was very little, and yeah. I mean, I got home and watched the rest of it with my dad, and I couldn't talk to my mom because she was really far away, and the phones didn't really work. So it was a very weird day. Was your mom there when it happened, Um So my mom was like, my parents were going through a divorce at the time, so they, like, separated. So my mom was very far um, south. She went, like, southeast Louisiana, like, away from the city with my sister and one of my mom's best friends. So she was she was a lot closer than me and my dad were, but she wasn't, like, she wasn't in the city or anything like that. But she couldn't, like, she couldn't leave where she was because all of the trees fell down and nobody could drive. The roads were covered in, like, giant oak trees. That was actually in the book. That's really funny that you bring that up because that was actually in the book that they talked about. Yeah, she, like, tried to get into my house. I remember, like, months later, I was still far away, and she, I needed, like, new clothes or something. And she had to, like, break into our house because she couldn't get through past the trees and the door. She had to, like, break a window. Did your house get destroyed in the hurricane? If so, how long did it take for you to get to your house and your belongings back? Okay, um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. My house uh, had, a, had some damage, yeah, but it, it didn't get completely destroyed. Um, I came back to my house, like, maybe, like, nine months after the hurricane actually happened because um, my, mom, my mom got there before I did with my sister, and she, she told me to just stay with my dad until everything was kind of under control. But when I got back, there was a giant, giant oak tree in the middle of my house. It, like... It, it used to be in my backyard, and it, it fell down and went partially through our attic and partially through our kitchen and our living room, but it didn't, like, crush the house or anything like that. It just kind of put a, a pretty big hole in the ceiling, um, and it stayed like that for about, like, two months. After I got home, there was, like, a tarp over the house, 
and then some very very nice volunteer marines were driving around the area at the time and like 20 marines came and took it off of our house wow. and yeah it was fine i mean it got fixed within the year i believe there was a, a stain on the ceiling from the watermark for the rest of my life but but other than that everything was okay did, why, like, was that common to not be back in your house for nine months? Like, or was yours an extreme case? Well, I knew a lot of people that were that were split up from their families just because evacuations kind of like that. But um, I don't know. Mine was a little odd solely because my parents were separating during the during the divorce, and the divorce just. I mean. The, the hurricane just kind of happened in between that. So it was just kind of a little all over the place. But there was like a time period where they were like, you can't actually come back yet. It's unsafe. Like there's water everywhere. Don't do that. But yeah, I like I was supposed to technically repeat fourth grade. And then the school board passed like a thing being like, this isn't their fault. They don't have time for this. Like just catch them up as best as you can and then go to the next grade. Um, was there shelter by your house? Was there shelter by my house? Well, the closest shelter um, to me personally was probably the Superdome, which is where the Saints, if you're a football player, they play, um, football fan, that's where the Saints play. But they opened that up for the city so that people could evacuate there if they had nowhere else to go. But the problem with that was it was in the center of New Orleans, and so it flooded completely around the Superdome, and the ceiling in the Superdome collapsed. And so all of those people, they were, like, still basically in the middle of a hurricane because the the shelter kind of broke. But I actually did have to fly in there with my dad, like, a few months later, um, in in between coming back home and enrolling in school somewhere else my dad's a nurse and so his hospital department had to like fly into the superdome to like help a bunch of people and i had to go with him because i didn't have anywhere else to go at the time and it was very very hard to watch and very sad and there's people sleeping on the floor everywhere and there's like hundreds and hundreds of kids just like sharing a room it was awful did you have siblings and if so did you have to take care of them during the time um, I do have an older sister. Um, she's 31 now, but she was like, she was like a teenager when it happened. Um, and at first, she wasn't with me. She was with my mom. So I didn't see her for the first like four months that I was evacuated. But somehow, she like got a ride with a friend, I believe, that was like trying to evacuate further north to visit their family. And she ended up meeting me and my dad. And she kind of took care of me as an older sister would do. And, you know, she made me feel a little less um, uncertain about things. Um, how did, how did um, you know the hurricane was coming? Were there any uh, warning signs or, or, I mean, or sirens or alarms? Um, sure. Um, well, the only thing that I really remember is I was, I was eating dinner at my dad's apartment in New Orleans. And... We were watching the, I think we were watching Friends or something, you know, and just like nighttime TV. And there was like a storm alert that, that came on the channel, you know, how they like change the channel whenever there's an emergency. So that happened and they were like, there's a hurricane coming. It shouldn't be too bad, but you guys need to evacuate tomorrow. Like normally in Louisiana, if there's a hurricane, 
everyone kind of expects that, oh, it's going to be fine. It, it's going to be okay. We've, kind of, we've done this a thousand times. And so that's kind of what everybody thought when they were evacuating. Like, I thought I was going to be gone for like three days and then it would be fine. But it was definitely a lot worse than they thought originally. Was there any fresh water after it happened? Did you guys have access to fresh water after it happened? Um, yeah, well, first, like me, excuse me, me specifically, I, I had water the whole time just because I was far away. But I know that my mom, she was in this place called Lacombe, Louisiana, which is like kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's just like a bunch like of trees and farms and tractors and whatnot. <laughs> and she was kind of like gridlocked around all these trees at this one house. And I, they ran out of like supplies and food like pretty quickly, I remember. Wow. So everyone in that area, they like pulled out all of their like farming gear and like basically cut their way out of their neighborhood with their tools to get through the trees and stuff so that they could go find supplies. And people were like breaking into stores because no, nobody was there and people didn't have any food or any water. So it, it got pretty violent. And that's how people were getting their their food and their water. But that's yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened. People were just stealing did any of your family members get sick at the time? So the reason we're asking that is because the character in our book, um, a lot of her family members were sick or her grandma passed away. Um, there was just a lot of loss for her. So that's sure. why that where that question that's where that question came from. Gotcha. Um, no, not not me personally. Um, not any not anybody that I know and love in my family got sick like physically. Um, there was definitely a lot of like emotional trauma eventually, but that's the only thing I can say. Mm. I know a lot of people, though. I did. I went to high school in New Orleans, and I do have a lot of friends that they, you know they lost some family members in the in the in the hurricane. So, yeah, not me though. Luckily. That that is um, that kind of leads us into Leslie's next question. Okay. How has this experience changed you as an adult? Um. Well. Katrina itself just kind of happened at a really weird transitional period for my family, like as a whole specifically, like, you know, parents separating, my sister was older, I was really young. And then on top of it, this giant natural disaster happened all at the same time. And so it was very much like, um, just like a hard transition for me. I feel like I had to be, I, I didn't really get to be like a little kid for those, for that year. And I, I think that after Katrina happened, I kind of had like a mentality that I wasn't like a kid anymore. I don't, I don't know if people, my parents kind of treated me differently. People kind of treated all of us differently when we went back to school just because we kind of had to like step up and just get the ball rolling with our lives again. So I don't know. There's definitely times where I think that I had to grow up a little fast, but in retrospect now I'm thankful for it as an adult because it helps me get through some things that I think are difficult now. Um, what about when it rains, Dom? What? When it rains. Um, or when it thunderstorms? Yeah, I don't really like, um, I don't really like storms. I don't really like to sleep through them, but I like to watch it rain when it's like pretty outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember the, this one time we were together and it was like pouring rain and you're like I'm getting flashbacks because it was like yeah. pouring rain yeah it's a little a little what we call triggering, triggering. <laughs> <laughs> do you have multiple people helping you during this experience 
So, as I said, I was with my dad in his hometown, which is called Abbeville, Louisiana. And if you are looking at a map, which I'm sure you guys aren't, but if you are, it is right. <laughs> if you look at Baton Rouge, which is the capital of Louisiana, it's like an hour north of that, I think. Don't quote me on this, Angela. Okay. I'll probably be wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, excuse me, he went to a, a school growing up that my grandparents actually taught at which is right behind his house, called um, Mount Carmel Elementary School. And there's a lot of students, there's a lot of new people evacuating to Abbeville at the time, and the school had, like, a very giant overload of students coming in, and they didn't have enough classrooms, they didn't have enough supplies, they didn't have enough um, uniforms, and the entire town kind of just, like, pulled together, and, like, people donated all of their old uniforms, all of their old supplies, stuff like that and so that's kind of the only reason I got to go to school during that time was because somebody else gave me their uniform and like their backpack and all of their all of their school stuff like yeah the town just kind of pulled together that's kind of what everybody did at that's, the time that's awesome yeah how far like um how far north did the hurricane affect people like, like so, Lafayette, uh, like further north yeah, yeah. than that. So, so my, so I was in Lafayette, which, which I think is funny how you pronounce that. How do you funny. say it? Um, I say Lafayette, but I'm also from the south, so I probably say that wrong. Lafayette, and I said Lafayette. Yeah, yeah which yours, yours is probably right. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so my, as I said, I was in Abbeville, which is right past Lafayette, actually. But my dad's, my dad's like one of seven brothers, and all of them live in Lafayette. So we were, we were there a lot. And after Katrina hit, there was another like tinier follow-up hurricane called Hurricane Rita, which happened like two weeks after Katrina hit, which is not not uncommon. There's always like a little storm after the big one. But Rita was still like a Category 3 hurricane, and Katrina oh was gosh. a Category 5 and oh, so wow. New Orleans was just like wiped out completely after Katrina and then Rita just basically added to the flooding. But when Rita hit New Orleans, we got all of the tailwinds in Lafayette and like trees were falling down, transformers were exploding, telephone wires were everywhere. Um, but nothing like major flooding or, or houses damaged, truly. But we did feel all of that pretty far north. Which is so interesting because we are looking at a map now, and where it where it hit initially in New Orleans seems and looks like on a map super far from where you're talking about, and that's yeah. insane that it could have that big of an impact that far out. Like that's literally across the state. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of ridiculous, actually. Yeah, like I nobody really believed what was going on. Yeah, that's insane. Um, do you had any um pets at the time? Oh. I did, yeah. Actually, I'm glad you asked. Um, Angela, Angela knows this story. Some, some, Miss somehow. Um, so my, I had a cat. Her name was Natasha. My older sister named her, so don't make fun of that. Um, <laughs> she was like the coolest cat. She was all black, and she, she just like liked to be outside. She never really wanted to be inside. And when my mom had to evacuate, um. Like, as I said, I was with my dad and my sister was with my mom when we found out we had to evacuate. And my cat lived at my mom's house. And my mom and my sister just needed to leave really quickly, and they couldn't find our cat. They, like, searched for her all outside. They, we used to live right next to a bunch of woods, 
and they like went through the woods to look for her. We couldn't find her anywhere. And so they just like up and had to leave, you know, because the news was telling them to leave. So when they came back, they still couldn't find her. When I came back nine months later, we still couldn't find her. We just kind of assumed that she wasn't around anymore. But like six months after I got home, I, I was already back in my old school. I was outside in the front yard one day, like things were kind of going back to normal, getting the mail. And she just came crawling out of the woods, like from across the street, um, like missing some patches of hair. And she was a little, a little twitchy, but she was okay. And she came, she kind she got back to normal. She lived for like another eight years or so. That's the most insane story I've literally ever heard in my life. I think it's so weird. It's crazy. Just lived in the forest. Hashtag nine lives. Cats have nine lives. Yeah. Um, you also made Leslie tear up a little bit, just so you know. Katie, come oh, here, sorry. ask your question. Sorry, and Karina tear up too. We love don't cats be, over in yeah, Berwyn, Illinois. Yeah, sure. She was cool. She had a good life. So she did. Worry. She did. Is she still alive today? She's not. She's not. But she she was very loved, and she brought a lot of love to our family. Very cool. That was a good. That was a good story. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that one. Well, thank you very much for sharing your experience with us, Dom. Um, I obviously love you and appreciate you, you and um, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. What do we say? Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. I said that the dome looked like it, like a bomb had gone off of it, and um, and then Armani asked herself a question, like, it, was her a person from school okay, and were they inside and? Did her mom get attacked or something like that? And well, when you read the dome looked like it had a bomb went off, what did that remind you of that Dominic said? Um, Ow! Yeah, that the Superdome fell down, right? Right, so what did that remind you of? What did he when, say? When he said that um, there was a lot of people in the Superdome and that it like like a bunch of water just came crashing down on the roof. Yeah. So um, thank you very much for... It's just weird um, how some of the stuff that happened in the book happened to somebody in real life that we never even known before. Like it wasn't planned at all. Like what? What were the big ones for you that you noticed? Like things like um, in the book, um, Armani's neighbor or her grandma, I think it was her neighbor though, a tree fell in her home and got her, and a tree fell in the middle of his home, like he said, and, um, and in the road. I know one. Yeah. And then that was a big one that I was like, and him and her sister. I mean, him and his sister, and him, Armani and Tay Tay, they were separated for a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two big things. Yeah. Um. Uh. Um. When he said that he couldn't find his cat, and then like um, um, the cat just appeared out of nowhere. Um, Armani lost her dog, her birthday present, Cricket, because it was like so hyped up, it went off the roof, and then her brother and dad went, um, went to try to find it. Yeah. Things that happened is when they went back to see if Georgie, Tay Tay, and 
the dad was alive and the dog and the dog um they had went and they found um in the donut in the donut shop they found two people i forgot mr p and someone else mr p and another guy and then it said that georgie was there and then tate was there but it said that um the dad wasn't there so spoiler alert for those of you that didn't that's finish fine. it that's fine they were all reunited except for who? Yeah. And Cricket. And Cricket, yeah. And so, Mima. And Mima, obviously. So Mima passed away. What do we... And Dad... Dad died. Passed away. And Cricket, we're assuming, also passed away. Although Natasha lived, the cat, so... Um, thanks for tuning in with, um, in, se- in season one with Brought Together by Words. Um, tune in for season two soon.